That was lovely. Thank you for the gong. I think it's the first time we've opened Convo with the gong. I would love to be able to rent that gong for every one of my classes. Could we talk afterward? Welcome to the first convocation of the spring semester. My name is Dwayne Stolzfus. I'm chair of the communication department and director of the Corps, which includes uh, coordination of convocation and, and, and chapel. The other members of the Convocation Chapel Committee and I, members including uh, Dr. Lakendra Hardware, uh, have assembled what we think is a, is a really terrific and, and engaging lineup of convocation events and chapel services this semester. Next week, same time, same place, President Stoltzfus will, will be with us to join us to speak. And the following Monday, we have a, a special uh, King uh, convocation as part of the uh, the King celebration. Now, whether it's a convo event or a chapel service, we just want you to remember that this is dedicated space. It's uh, space that's not intended for studying. It's space that's not intended for um, checking phones and um, using social media. It's a time and it's a place for us to come together with intentionality to be fully present for each other and for the, for the speakers. That's not too preachy, is it? No, that was gentle. Uh, wait till you hear Dr. Lakendra <laughs> share that same message. Um, I do believe deeply that in this idea of, of and this practice of setting aside time and space to create meaningful experiences that we remember long after uh, we have uh, been here at Goshen College. So today, we enter into the world of art. It's my pleasure to introduce Professor of Art, Randy Horst. Thank you, Dwayne. So today, as you can see up on the screen, um, we're here about a special um, student art exhibit that we um, sponsor every year with the Art Club uh, that has a particular theme involved. And this year, is the theme is Society and the Other. Uh, we live in a time where uh, if we listen to other people, if we listen to the media, uh, we listen to politicians, but not only politicians, uh, there tends to be a focus on us trying to make choices between things being one way or the other, right or wrong, good or bad. Uh, somehow the world is divided out between making the right choice and the wrong choice. Um, if one of the things I think that the, uh, that the arts offer, and not just visual, but all of the arts, so arts with a big A, uh, is they offer us the opportunity to look at life uh, in a broader, and what I would consider a more truthful light. And that light is that all people can be both saints and sinners, that all choices can be both good and bad, and that all things can be good or bad, and that all choices can be right or wrong. Sorry. Uh, what we do is when we have this theme exhibit, as we try to come up with a theme that allows our students to explore things and to express things. Because one of the ideas behind the arts is that we make art in order to be able to find out what we don't know, to be able to discover what we think, 
and we'd be able to explore our values. So when we came up with the society and the other, some of the obvious areas that artists could explore were things like society and groups, or they could explore the nature of relationships. They could explore the idea of belonging or not belonging, or they could explore how differences are negotiated. And those are just some of the possibilities. The students took it many other ways also. So what you're seeing here are uh, examples of some of the work that's in the exhibit. It went up at the end of the fall semester and will be up until right before spring break. And one of the things I'd like to do is to share some of the comments of the artists. We asked them to make artist statements to give us some hints and some insights into some of the things they were thinking about. How did the uh, theme sort of um, interact with them? How did it resonate with them? So as you're looking at some of these images, I'd like to share what some of these comments are. Um, we're all too quick to make judgments based upon appearance and first impression alone. I wanted to explore the layers of history that humanity keeps building upon itself. Over time, our wounds heal, but leave behind scars that remind us of them. Society itself tips in one way or the other, always being changed by the traditions of the past. I meant to heighten the awareness in order to lower the stigma that surrounds mental health. I wanted to have a higher quality of perfection, representing the purity of accepting oneself. The way children view themselves in society is determined by their observations of their surroundings and the people around them. Society can have a controlling or negative influence on me. Chaotic and random ripped pieces of paper allude to the fact that the immigration issue is messy. I tried to symbolize how technological advances have controlled our society. I wanted the figure to seem small and alone, hiding from the world as it goes on around him. So as you can see here in some of the examples, that the artists have found very personal connections and ideas from which to start their artwork. The idea was not to create an illustration for a poster, but rather to dig into oneself, figure out how you work with the world, how you live within it. How does that become the starting point for a work of art? This year's exhibit included 61 artists having 85 works of art, ranging from drawing to ceramics, painting, you've seen photography, and also sculpture. In a bit, I'm gonna ask four artists that are participating in the exhibit to come up and talk a little bit more about their particular work. Those artists are Andrew Nussbaum, Magda Doss, Rachel Yoder, Deanna Campos. Now, a couple of words. The piece here in front of you is Andrew's. So after he's done talking, he'll take a moment in order to take that piece back out so he can put it down into the gallery uh, while we continue the rest of our convo. Because what happens after the convo is that you're all invited. The works may look impressive up here, but certainly you're seeing everything at the same size and from a long distance. It's way more impressive up, up front and close and personal. So I'll be inviting you at the end of today's convo to come on over that short little walk to the library, go down to the basement, 
There is a gallery down there if you have not known it before. And to see the work live, it's been done by your peers and your friends. It's a chance to really look at the work closely, to interact with it, and if it's important, there are refreshments there too. So I'll invite you to that after that our speakers are done. So I'll invite forward Andrew. Thank you. Hello, my name is Andrew Nussbaum, and I am a senior Tesla major and art minor from Galena, Ohio. The image that you see up here um, and the sculpture you see in front of you is one half of two pieces that are in the gallery. Um, this one is titled He, and then the other is Ping. Um, they're both based off of Chinese characters, He being the character for and, and Ping being the character for balance. Together, the two characters are used to make the word peace in Chinese, hence the overall title of the piece, It Takes Two to Make Peace. Um, the theme of our art show, Society and the Other, brought a lot of different thoughts to mind. And at first I wasn't really sure what to do with all of the ideas. Um, I didn't know how to convey it all in a visual form. I thought a lot about how, as people, we seem to strive for balance and peace, but are constantly bombarded with the reality of violence and discord between different groups of people. This makes a word like peace feel like a bit of a contradiction. Um, how do we wrestle with the long, longing for peace when so much of the energy around us pushes us into a state of conflict? So this thought led me back to my time in Nanchong and Guang'an, China on SST last year. Um, I thought of some of the Chinese ideals we, were, we read about in Confucian philosophy that pointed to discord and contradiction as things that exist naturally and are part of life and not a failure at achieving balance. With this, I started looking at different Chinese words. Um, there are a good number that mean peace, some that refer more to literal balance or order, but I finally decided on he ping after finding the gong part of he. I heard the sound it made and thought of disruption, the disruption it caused making people look and pay attention, um, see what's happening in the world around them and see the others in their own community. It takes two to make peace, at least two, sometimes more, but at least two that have decided to listen with attentive ears and not let the gongs and bells and trumpets and yells of those that are around them, one or the other in need, go unnoticed. So with that, I invite you, as you pass by my sculptures, um, when you come to the gallery, to give the gong a ring and think about the others and the gongs that they ring as a call for peace and balance around you.
Hello, my name is Meghna Das. I'm a sophomore, and my majors are Visual Arts and Secondary Education. I'm from Missouri, India. When we were first assigned this project, I struggled with what word to choose, and I sort of went between loneliness and inequality, but then I decided to focus on the more positive aspects of society, and I landed on the word culture. I wanted to bring in something different than people aren't used to seeing, and although a decorated elephant may seem like a strange concept, I wanted to share part of my culture with you. I made an elephant that's been decorated with powder paints. In different parts of India, there is an elephant festival where each one is painted and will have a brightly colored cloth draped over them. Elephants are seen as a symbol of royalty and are often linked with Buddhism and Jainism. While creating my piece, I wanted uh, texture to be a big part of it, and so I used a palette knife to press it against the wet paint and pull up to create a, a rough, bumpy, and leathery texture. And I would highly encourage people to feel the elephant as they walk by. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rachel Yoder. I am a senior double major with art and education. Um, and I had a bit of a problem with this theme at first. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to come up with. Um, but I ended up coming up with this painting that was done in acrylic on canvas. And it is titled Outside Wanting In, Inside Wanting Out. And so my subject matter is a vase sitting on this table looking outside this window. And I chose the vase to represent society and the flowers to represent people. And then the meadow that's kind of more figurative than anything is um, the representation of the other. And how this ties into the theme is that just as we may go out and walk in a meadow and find these beautiful flowers, we choose to pick them. But we're selective in our picking of which flowers we want to bring back and put into our vase in our rooms. And this is just as society does. We choose who is in and who is out. And the thing is, as individuals, we don't have a choice whether or not we are chosen. So while some, some of us, our circumstances, keep us from meeting those standards that society has chosen us to fit into, while some of us easily fit into those um, standards and are easily accepted. And this can cause stress on us and it can, be, it can create an internal struggle within us as do we fit into the base of society or do we fit into the meadow as the other. With this piece, I worked a lot on color. I used a lot of dark colors, but I also used a lot of high contrasting colors like the yellow vase and the yellow window pane and the yellow window shutter. And I used these high contrasting colors to create a feeling of discomfort and also something that was kind of um, really catching to the eye to really draw a viewer in. And I also worked with complementary colors to create this dissonant energy feel to kind of give it a zing but also still work on that feeling of discomfort. I really wanted the viewer to be dis like feel kind of weird about it. Um, and another thing that I did to add to the weirdness is, as my flowers in this photo is up now, I added blue arms protruding from them. Um, and I did this because I wanted the small detail to really emphasize the fact that because we don't know where we fit in society, if we are a part of it or if we're the other, um, it causes stress on us. And so a lot of the gestures of my arms are of anger or sadness or frustration. 
but there is this one flower um, that has its arms wistfully extending toward the window and toward the meadow. And this is where my title comes from, outside wanting in and inside wanting out, is that because we don't have a choice where we fit, whether it is with society or with the other, we're always wanting out. If we are accepted by the standards of society, we want to be out and want to be free of it. And then some of us who are like the flowers in the meadows are wanting to be chosen and are wanting to be away from the wild grass. So my hope for this piece for all of you and for anybody who sees it is that it gives you something interesting to look at but something that helps you contemplate what it means to be a part of society and where you are as an individual. Are you in the vase wanting out or are you in the meadow wanting in? Thank you. Hello everyone, my name is Diana Campos and I am a second year art and communication major. I am from Goshen, Indiana and my approach to this year's theme began with an interest in childhood development. This concept is reflected uh, through my work uh, and my personal culture and experience, uh, one which is also based on the foundation of family. In childhood, identity is a dependent phenomenon with many unconscious factors um, that affects children's behavior pattern as well as their relationship with the world. These factors ranges from influence of their environments, education, and family. I am the oldest of three siblings, uh, with the youngest being eight years old. Being the oldest, I have seen firsthand of the power that my words and my actions have in shaping my, um, my siblings' views and identity as they are growing up. And with this awareness, I reflected back on my own experiences of early childhood before any of my siblings became part of my life. With that in mind, my first piece, titled Childhood, uh, which is a mixed media drawing primarily of color pencils uh, on paper, is a representation of an age of uncertainty. Through the use of color and expression, as a means to symbolize the imaginative mindset of a child, showcases a stage of which a child is is seen as incomplete and changeable in contrast to adults uh, who are often seen as complete and stable. This is shown through the, through the multiple faces in a single, uh, single space, the incompleteness of some areas like the sketchiness of the hair and the clothes, and also the uh, overlaying childlike doodles throughout the piece. The process of this artwork began with a flip through old photographs of myself and a reflection of habits and interests as a child. Like many children, a piece of paper and crayons were often used as a creative outlet to express their emotions and their interests. With elements of childhood doodles and the symbols of the home representing a family, we look to define ourselves within our world and surroundings. My piece is created in, hope, in hopes to call attention towards crea children's creativity and imagination of an incomplete world, one of a never-ending development, but filled with endless opportunities and visions as children's contribution to society is a creative process. My last piece for the student exhibit is, is titled A Child's Memory, which is a color pencil drawing done on colored paper. As a continuation of this mini-series, the subject of this piece is of my younger sister. However, not the youngest, but she is the last of my siblings that I have had the opportunity to share part of my childhood with, uh, which is why she became the main focus of this piece. 
My earliest memories are made up of moments of curiosity and exploration of make-believes and games, which are all centered at home, all which have now become a fond memory, which is represented through the diagram of a house and the overlay of childlike doodles. Growing up, children are like young plants being taken care of by gardeners, and the way that they grow is highly dependent upon the system that the gardener has adopted, hence the similarity of realism with the subject and the pants in its space. Whether, whether it is consciously or unconsciously, children are made to embody good or bad habits, which ultimately becomes family and societal culture. And when I take a look at what is happening today, I see a society with a prevailing sense of uncertainty about the future. And with this uncertainty, we commonly ask ourselves and argue which approach is the best to take in order to ensure a better life for the children and younger generation. While I sure don't have all the answers, I believe that a child's identity and view of the world begins at the home. Thank you. So there was your glimpse, both visually and idea-wise in terms of this exhibit. So now I invite you to, uh, if you have the time, to walk through the doors over there, head towards the library, take the stairs down on your left, it makes it shorter, walk in the gallery, join us there, grab a few bites of our refreshments, take a look and enjoy the exhibit. Thank you very much.